episode number 60 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, just back from a wee run, are you? And uh, the first time we've kind of spoke since the weekend, really. Well, so uh, you say I'm just back from a run, you're just back from the Alps. We've got a great show tonight. We've got, or this week, I should say, we've got Europe, the re- the pre, the pre, recap sorry, of Mozart 100, which everyone is on tenterhooks to hear about. I am. You've gone on blackout. I've heard nothing from you. All I've seen is some <laughs> videos of you in the mountains on on social media. So we've got that. We've got a preview of the Goodwin. We've got a bunch of race results. So, yeah, plenty to go on tonight. How are you really? feeling? I'm good. There's a reason for the blackout, Tom. Now, it wasn't because I blacked out. It was because of all it. the... After the race, there was... Uh, I got a, a wee... It's been, been a, a, one of the elites. I've got to watch out the size of my head here. <laughs> the, the walls are getting closer and closer. His headphones um, don't fit anymore. I know. They're bursting. These, they are. They're like that wide now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we, we get a wee band and you get to have free free beer and free Ooh. burgers and... All that, oh, it was, it was, it was awesome. So I had, I had one, not one too many. Maybe I was very sensible, I must say. So one, all the guys uh, who finished the race, we, we got quite a, a good. I made some new friends, Tommy. Oh. None, not, they're not as, they're not as good, good mates as you are. They oh. never will be. So don't, don't, don't you, you're not going to ditch me in Chamonix. Oh, I'm off with my, my ultra friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, leave no. me. Not my thought. <laughs> the only time that'll happen will be at Friday, 6.30pm. I'll, I'll, I'll head <laughs> right. up into the mountains. And I'll, I'll meet you somewhere in the in the hills. Uh, right. You can give yes. me some food. How's that? How's that, that? Sounds, like a great, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Anyway, so, well, do you know what? Let's, you're going into the finish. Bring it back. Tell me, start from the start. Last week, Mozart 100. Go. Go. Jeez, where did I start? Oh, God. Right, well, you gave me a start, so I'll try to start wherever is appropriate. Um, so the Mozart 100, so I did this race last year, um, and it was an amazing race. I came fourth, uh, it was part of the Ultra Trail World Tour, and uh, and we set, the top four were separated probably within eight minutes, so it was, it was quite, it was some, it was some race, I must, I must say, and uh, obviously the, the reason for going back was probably a twofold, whatever you want to say, first reason being, I want to improve on my time, uh, try and get a bit, uh, get on the podium. And secondly, it's a great race to to tune up for the UTMB. Um, certainly, the, the the second half of the race is fairly mountainous and um, it mimics uh, the conditions. Well, maybe not the conditions because it was really a really really hot day, um, but it certainly mimics the terrain and the elevation and the trails and things. So, um, so yeah, so that was the main reason for doing it and. Uh, and yeah, it was. I think my prep going into it was was okay. Um, I didn't feel too bad. I'm still getting all this forever niggling performance uh, pain in my in my hip. But ugh, you know what? You just have to get on with it, you know. Um, so yeah, so I ended up going. Obviously, Debbie wasn't coming along to the race because she's pregnant and she's not allowed to fly anymore, Tom. Um, so you so you were on standby to take her to the hospital <laughs> in case things went pear shaped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so anyway so I get to the I went I flew well, I flew in the Thursday morning from Edinburgh um, and uh, got arrived in Vienna spent an hour or two just chilling out in the in the park there all by myself uh, making sure that I'm all well fueled up lots of water hydrated well and you name it 
because I knew it was going to be a really, really warm day looking at the weather the forecast. Like on the Friday, so on the following, on the Friday morning, it was 35 degrees Celsius in Salzburg. Yeah. Uh, so here, so like, you know what? I listened on the weekend. I listened to last year's Mozart Hundred podcast we did, right? Oh, after Mozart, yeah. because I yeah, wanted to get. I, well, I wanted to hear about how you felt after last year, so I could be in a good place to discuss with you this year. Two things that jumped out before we go into your race. Last year you were fanning around in flatties beforehand, so I assume your Achilles right, is yeah, okay, yeah. and and you were you were crying about that. Secondly, you were saying last year you were worried that you hadn't hydrated enough. So you, do you think you've corrected that this year? I, I've co- corrected it. Well, well done, Tom. You, you know more about it than I do, the race. <laughs> you should have wrote my recap for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Debbie t- told me I was away to put my flatties on, and Debbie's like, you're not taking your flatties to Salzburg. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so what I did, I, I've actually got a new, I had a new pair of uh, S-Lab Ultras, and that was a shoe that I'm going to be wearing for the UTMB, but they were fresh from the box, and I was wearing them in training runs, so... What I did was I just because I only had hand luggage, um, I, I I wore my my racing shoes, uh, for the whole you know from from Wednesday night oh, all okay. the way through to to the race. Break them in. Um, yeah, so I broke them and and they've got a good bit of heel, so there was no issues with Achilles pain, and uh, and then after that I had some recovery sandals that I, that I wore afterwards. So so I was all I was a good shape from that perspective, um, and then secondly from the hydration perspective. I uh, probably from Monday. I mean, I'm I'm quite bad. You know, you know what it's like, Tom. You know, you're you're an office worker. You probably you've got probably fairly warm office, and yeah. uh, and it can be really hard to remember to keep drinking water, um, especially when you're busy. So yeah. I did. I, I kind of set reminders in my in my phone just to make sure that I'm drinking enough. So I'm, I'm getting. I'm kind of getting accustomed to to hi- being hydrated and I'm not pissing it all the way out and I'm, it's not, you know, it's not, I'm not getting any benefit, you know, because what yeah. some people do is they, they do, they almost do like, it's not a crash diet, but you know, you, you, you hydrate really, really close to the race and it's not actually helping that much. You, you, know, like you flush yeah. all your nutrients and flush everything out. You end, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So your I just pee should sure be that straw colored. That's it. Straw color. The color test on the pee. The straw colour, that's exactly yeah. what I was... So, yeah, so I, I think I got that pretty pretty bang on. And uh, I had a big meal on the Thursday... Well, I say a big meal. So you, you kind of want to have your big meal on the Wednesday or the Thursday night. You don't want to be carbo-loading on the Friday night. It's better one day before the race because uh, you'll just end up feeling pretty pretty sluggish and you might get some some you know stomach pains and upsets and things. So, uh, so on the Thursday night, we got another wee elite... Uh, benefit we got a wee a wee meal uh with all the the race organizers uh this fancy fancy austrian uh restaurant overlooking salzburg oh, and nice. uh big uh, the, the race organizers claudia and um and joseph so they were kind enough to put that on for us so i had, I had uh, what was it a mushroom soup and initially and then uh, <laughs> it's such a weird thing to have when the temperature is 35 degrees but Ah, it was okay. Um, and then uh, we had sauerkraut and some pork and some Ooh. some uh, some fancy uh, dumplings and and then to finish off we had some I think it was like apple strudel or something like oh, that. Yeah, so, it tasted. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, good. It's uh, good. This uh, is good. Yeah, for the ultra. <laughs> and then I had some. Uh, to, I always have a beer the night before, and I don't care what anyone. Well, not the night before. It was a Thursday night. 
Um, but what I, what I was very sensible, usually I have a beer the night before the race, but because of the, the sheer heat on the Friday, I was like, I'm not having a beer. I'm not risking being dehydrated. So I had my beer on the Thursday night, uh, and it was a Stig, a Stiegler, Stig, Stig, Stiegel, Stiegel beer. <laughs> okay. It's uh, it a grapefruit Stiegel number. It's awful nice. So the good thing about, uh, you know, when you go to Austria, you don't get these shitty 330ml cans. You get a good, you know, you get a proper, a proper kind of, what do you call I, those things? I sort of, I, um, I'm blanking. Ah, yeah, you know what I mean, though, don't stein. you? Uh, yeah. Stein. You get a proper stein, none of the shitty yeah. cans. Well, a, litre, so. a litre of beer. Litre get of that beer. down your son. Get, get that. That's not your old joke. Exactly. So, so I had one of them, and I was all, but everyone was having them. And I, and I was sitting next to the one of the guys, oh, God, shit, what was his name? Um, ah, this is really bad. Uh, he's from Latvia. Um, but anyway, he's he he's sixth. He was overall sixth ranked in the Ultra Trail World Tour from last year, um, and uh, he was a, a, an amazing runner. So it was really good. To, I didn't really know how good he was until I, I, I kind of stalked him afterwards. Uh, and yeah, he was he was really friendly. Him and his wife was there and uh, caught up with the the race organisers. Uh, Pau Capel was there. The nice. yellow runner, Instagram yellow runner, Sally McRae, uh, oh, yeah. chatting to her. Uh, so, yeah, it was just really nice to chat chat to these kind of people that you, you kind of look up to in, uh, in the ultra running world. So being kind of, they, they were kind of relating you to, to one of them. And, and I was like still looking up at them going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that starstruck, but you know, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's nice to, it's nice to feel valued in, in, in these races. So, uh, but anyway. So that was that was a Thursday, Friday. Um, I, I just chilled out, but I was actually outside in the. Sh- I, I did a wee recce. So remember, I was telling you about the stairway to heaven. Yeah. Last year, and then I got to the 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 bottom of the hill. Bef- I did. I thought I was finished, and realised you have to go up this massive hill. And uh, so anyway, I I, I kind of had a wee look at that, and it was that was where I had a little tear in my eye, Tom, before before I started the, the ascent. <laughs> And I actually realised when I wrecked it, it's not that long. I mean, it was only it, it was hard. It was it wasn't long at all. It was maybe maybe the height of I don't know, like you know the the start of the halfway up Mither Tap. So it wasn't really okay. it wasn't that bad of a of a climb. So I was glad I wrecked it uh, and wrecked the the downhill just because it's you know it's quite it's quite important to make sure you wreck it the last. The last part of the race, because I mean, Jesus, imagine going up doing 106k and then getting to the end and getting lost. So, did you listen to Stairway to Heaven as you ran it? I should have, though. I did say I took some pictures. I'm sure I sent them to you. Maybe not, but you should have run up just Stairway <laughs> to Heaven. Just that's that you know that would have brought that would have brought an absolute tear to your eye if you're going up Stairway to Heaven and that you know you were crying last year as it was without a soundtrack. I mean, imagine that. You'd be a mess. You'd be an absolute mess. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. When I go into the actual race, I just have that in the background playing. That, <laughs> yes. If people do get bored, they can listen. To the, they can tune out to my my voice and tune into Big Led Zeppelin singing his singing his uh, heart out to the he- stairway to heaven. So anyway, so that's um, so that there there I am in Friday, ready to go. I was sitting in the shade afterwards. Um, but the shade was too warm. I mean, it was like, I mean, God, I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't stay in, I can't stay in the shade. I'm gonna have to go in my room. So I just spent all my days in the room until uh, the Friday night when we we go on stage and they do like an elite athlete announcement and uh, you wave and 
all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, and then that uh, cool. after that, I uh, we went. I met up with a guy uh, again, another an Irish guy called. Uh, he's he's got called Sean. Uh, he's a decent enough runner. He lives in France, and his uh, Instagram handle, folks, have a look at him. Is is Run Shawnee Run. Uh, so he's got like he's nice. got, I, mean, I didn't I didn't realize how. Uh, he, so he was actually at the race to promote it and things, and he's got like fifty thousand followers or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, crazy. But anyway, he's, he's no, no he's, he's not Ben Ward Run Beer. Let's be exactly. But, do you know <laughs> it's ben not bad. Ward run, ben Ward Run Beer. Hook up with Run Shawnee Run, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you'll. You can, you can get some, get yeah, get a wee, a wee mashup. So, uh, but anyway, I, I was hanging out with him. You know, it's typical, you know, when the Scots uh, meet the Irish and Irish meet the Scots somewhere, you, you tend to have this kind of mutual bond, you know. So we ended up going for some pizza, but he's a vegan, you see. So, uh, of course so he I is. Of course he's an ultra runner. Of course he's a vegan. You must be, you must be an outsider there. And he's like, oh. Well, well, we're like, he, he found this top restaurant in Salzburg. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be keen. Get to the, get to the vegan restaurant. And the options are, there's a, there's like a, a tofu, a tofu salad or a tofu sandwich. Mm. And, uh, with, with no, yes. no bread on it. And I thought, God almighty, what the hell am I going to have here? So, what, so what I did was there was a restaurant right next to the, the restaurant, the, the vegan restaurant. So I sat. I sat on that table and ate my pizza and they sat on another one. <laughs> I kind of slowly brought my pizza over at the table and paid. But, uh, That's cool. So I had a pizza that, you know, Fat, Fat Simpson will be proud of that pizza I had. Uh, it was awful nice. So nice. Pretty, filled, filled me up pretty well. And I got some homemade lemonade and orange for, for my nice. for my, uh, for my beer, uh, my my race before beer, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so that so that was that. Um and uh, yeah, and I went went to bed and uh, got myself got myself ready. And so the the race itself uh, started at started at three five five a.m. start. So the the morning was pretty straightforward to be honest. I had everything ready ready to go. Um, you know, got my bib. Everything was I was you know read lots of time to get myself prepped, which is great. Um, so the breakfast was pretty good, and uh, I headed to the start line just after 4 a.m. Uh, and when it, I had my good old daily dose of coffee as well, Tommy. Yeah, good man. Um, but the issue I had was I get I get to the I get to the race at 20 to five, and uh, I need a I need a shite. That's good and though. Ah, well, it's not when there's a massive queue for the porta potty in your race. Have you not got, a, you not got a fancy? Have you not got like an elite toilet? I thought you would be getting oh, that. No, nah, there's there's no point. Nah, we've. I mean, I say elite. I mean, it's you know, we. I don't. You're not. It's it's not the London Marathon kind of elite. You know, you're you're not getting your own fancy toilets with uh, okay. gold plated uh, rim around it. But, but you know, also you're not. Well, you must be going for a wilderpool during the some of these ultras. Well, there's some no... some folk might do. So you could just crack on and oh, I'll go in an hour and a half once I'm out in the woods. No, 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 no. I don't want to be spending time doing that. So, uh, and plus the race started in the city centre, so the, there was no oh, okay. place for a wilderpool. Um, so I ended up just uh, queuing, and, and, and I was like, "There's always a place for a wilderpool if you look hard." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did have a look. I thought about a drain, and I thought, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm just hoping there's rain afterwards." So no, I just I couldn't convince myself to do it. But I mean, it's five to it's five to five, and I'm like, you know. My legs are crossed, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to get to the start line and squeeze through to the front. And uh, 
And like there's still three people in front of me, and I thought, hurry the hell up! You guys are going to miss the race. Not only am yeah. I, and there was two people behind me, and one of the guys he was decent enough, so he was kind of, kind of, uh, you know, having a little worry as well. And uh, so anyway, I get to the start line, a minute to go, uh, jump over the rail, and then off I went. And I just barely got time just to tie my laces tight and just to do one last check, and and then there I was, boom, the race starts, Tom, 5 a.m. and uh, yeah, not a typo that. Uh, so, so yeah, started off really, really easy, um, and probably for the first. Well, I mean, the first sort of. Uh, oh God, you're talking the first 40k. It's it's quite flat, you know. There's a couple of, couple of fairly decent climbs, but so it's what was really your first, What was your first mile split? I thought I was well, found that interesting I'll, for an ultra. The very first yeah, mile. Do you know what I was trying to? I was trying to get her to upload onto Strava, and uh, I used Debbie's Suunto Nine sheet she's got, and I just couldn't get it to load. So I've I've had to I had to manually upload it. So I, I actually, what I'm saying to everyone, this the, the race didn't actually happen if it's not on Strava. Uh-huh. So You're quite right, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think my first sort of mile would have been about seven seven ten per okay. mile, which right, is okay. so. Bear in mind, right? So my Right, remember the splits for the, the British 100km Championships oh, now? Six, 640s. Yeah, 640s, and myself and Rob, hit, hit, we were hitting about 625, 630s for the first few miles, I suppose. Uh, maybe a little bit slower than that, but we were hitting around about that for some of it. Now, that's flat as a pancake, and you're only going to be out for that 100km is about seven hours of running. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is going to be 11 hours, and the heat... It must have been about 25 degrees Celsius uh, at 5 a.m. It was that. And because it was thunder later on, it was a really humid day as well. So with the humidity and plus the, the heat, I mean, my heart rate was, uh, I, I mean, it's not that accurate, but the Sunto 9, it's got, you can you can check your heart rate or your pulse. It, it, it shows you that. And I was about 165 for the first few miles. And I thought, God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really struggling if it's, if I'm going to be like this the whole way. Uh, so anyway, so my first mile was yeah seven ten, um, which the other guys, however, this is where I was get, getting to. The other guys, they would have been the top guys would have been running, I would say six minute flat, six really? ten, wow. yeah. And I was just like, and I was so I in the first the first ten k, I was in about between thirtieth to fortieth position. Uh-huh. Uh, so so I was just like well. God, I'm really so. I, in a in a way, I was thinking, have I gone off too easy, or am I going to even be able to catch up with these guys again? Have I, am I going to have anything left in the tank? And then I'd had to just. This is where I think my mindset. I was having to like convince myself and believe that I'm going to come through and I'm going to be able to pit people off later on in the race. And whether yeah. or not I pit enough people off by the time it gets to the hundred k market, is you know, I'm just time will tell, I suppose. Um. So, so yeah, so I, a pretty long way to run. So I get to about 10k to go, Tom, right? And uh, now I mentioned Run Shawnee Run, my new Irish friend and uh, Instagram celeb. Uh, mm-hmm. So so he, so I run past him and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? You should be right in front of me there. And uh, uh-huh. that's maybe not a good story, <laughs> Sean. If Actually, that's not bad. That's one of your better efforts, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, he was just, he was impressed by how uh, conservative I went at the start, and I was like, so he gets his he gets his wee GoPro out and starts giving me a little interview, and uh, and I'm just, you know we're just having a bit of banter, and I, I told them the reason why I, 
you know, I, I was so far back and, um, and, you know, and, and just tried to be as composed as I could, I suppose. Um, especially with the heat and especially knowing that if I go off with those guys, I'm just going to blow up and it's not going to be pretty by the end of the race, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so from then on, I suppose it just got warmer and warmer and, um, but what, what I did find was one of the, and I haven't even touched on it yet, is, um, is the, the heat, the hydrate, you know, the heat associated with the, um, making sure that I'm well hydrated and I'm well fueled. So every time I got to a, a, an aid station, so I had a, a cap on, but I also had a buff with me as well. So every time I got to a, a station, a midge, or even a burn or whatever, anything with water, a puddle, I would bend over and put my cap in the puddle or the burn or the okay. bucket of water and also cool. the buff as well. So I just did that every as much as I could. And uh, what I found was when I put when you put it on immediately, you, you get that like, <gasps> and, and that's, Aye. and then also, and around, around, yeah, yeah, and around your neck as well. So I was trying to trick my body into, you know, not overheating and not wanting to overheat. But a wee, a wee lesson here, here's tip number one from Kyle, listeners. So if you ever do experience heat, take your hat off, take your cap off, take your buff off, whatever you've got, or if you've got both, and just take, keep it off for a few, you know, like maybe half a minute or a minute or so. Then stick it, stick them back on again, and you'll find that it's cold again. So you're you're getting a regular kind of coolness of your head and your 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 neck because obviously it warms up pretty quickly when you're running. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of almost. I was in, you know, I wasn't interchanging them, but I was taking my cap off, putting my buff on my head, then I was taking it off, then putting it back on my head, then putting it on my neck, and then putting my cap on and so on and so forth. Uh, but coupled with that, obviously, I was hydrating as much as I could. Um, you know, I had two soft flasks, so I had um, I had lots. Uh, what I also took with me was the, the salt tablets. So I had zero tablets, and I had about, I think I had about 10 in that, 10 of them in my, my kind of pocket. But at halfway, the halfway drop-off point, I had another uh, 10 of them. Um, because obviously... I, you know, I can't really predict. You know, you had your sports drinks uh, at the aid stations, you had your your gels, but I don't really know the salt content. But what I do know is, if I've got those salt tablets, I know that I'm going to get enough salt when it comes to, you know, when you're losing all that sweat as well. Um, yeah. So having it replacing that's so important. And uh, so I was really, you know, for me, in terms of fueling, jet, taking in gels was easy enough. I mean, the gels were bogging, I must say. Uh, I mean, there's some with caffeine, some with no, no caffeine, but they're really, really kind of jammy. And uh, okay, I, en- I ended up just like trying to just like have it with water so I wouldn't taste the, the flavouring of it because it was bogging, Tom. Oh, God. Yeah, that bad. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you've had so many of them after so long. It's uh, it, it's not the it's not great. Um, but they, they had lots of watermelon, so I had some of that, but... Really, in terms of fueling, I just really stuck to some of the sports drink stuff there that that we had. I don't think that had a huge amount of carb content because it didn't really taste that sugary. Um, but I had my gels and I had my zero tablets as well, and uh, and and I was I was all good to go. So so there you go, Tom. Uh, so where are we? So we get to I'm, I'm kind of cracking on, I suppose, and um, and uh, and I get to kind of the, the halfway point and. And my drop bag was there, Tom. And right. what's in my drop bag? My zero tablets and something that I, I touched on 
Your I was poles? going to be using my poles. Yeah, this is right. This is what everyone wants to hear about. So the poles were planned to be in the drop bag at what distance? Halfway. Halfway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> so where are they? So I had my. They're still in my bag. <laughs> oh no! You didn't pack them. No, I did pack them. I just didn't use them. I. I so I, I was speaking to the race director on, on the Thursday night in the. In the mountains, the mountains have still got a, a good bit of snow. Uh, so they had a bit of a harsh winter, didn't they? Right. And uh, because of that, there was a lot of snow on the hills and a lot of trees got swept over, swept down. So half a lot of the course was covered in branches and trees and things. Um, yeah. And uh, the race director, so I asked a question, you know, I asked a question a couple of weeks. So you guys using poles and some of them said they're not, some of them said they are and or they're going to have them at the... You know the the Fishley the Fishley uh, aid station. So, um, so I was like, okay, I'll bring them anyway. And and so what I discovered though was when I was when I was running before I get to that station, there was so many branches which, and I picked a couple up. And he said some of the elite guys actually use some of the sticks just on the ground, you know, natural sticks, mm-hmm. and they use them as poles. And uh, and then the 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 benefit is that they don't have to. To, to put them to store them in their their uh, race pack or anything like that, they'd have to hold mm-hmm. them and just throw them away. So I was like, well, actually, I might. And because I never had anywhere to store them, I mean, I had uh, my. You, know, you remember how the, the the all that fuffling I was doing in Clackna Bay at Clackna Bay. Yeah, and I remember I, that. Yeah. And I forgot to take. I didn't buy a Robin Hood bag. Oh, did you um, no. Perfect. So, well, yeah, I, I I told you about it. I didn't have time to buy it. So, yeah. which is which is a pain in the ass. So I mean, I could have held on to them. Um, but anyway, I decided to to go to go natural and and go for the the sticks. And I tell you what, I mean, they worked they worked a treat. I tell you, they worked an absolute treat. Really? Um, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could feel that they were you, you, they, they were benefiting you, you know. Um, okay. And and there was so many sticks all around the course when in the big climbs because it was mainly in the trees in the the forest when you're running up. Uh, so I I was actually quite quite stoked with these 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 wee poles these all natural. Oak, so what are we doing? Salo oak that is superb. The video is superb for listeners who haven't seen it online. I think we sh- I shared it on the TRS page. So Kyle's coming up this hill. I say, hell, this mountain with these two poles, and the guys are, oh, Mr. Greg, your first name, congrats, or your wherever you're, what are your, what are these you're you're pulling? Oh, these are my poles. Where are they? What brand are they? Sallow Oak. Spot so, on. I, it's funny. I was, I didn't even like, you know, you just say off the cuff things, and uh, now that climb was the, that was the the biggest climb. So it's, it was like, I think it was like fourteen hundred meters or something, uh, from the bottom all the way to the top. Uh, and now that was an additional 400 meters of the race, so you get to half one of the summits, and then you just turn back down. Now the Japanese guy who was favourite to do well, he ended up going the wrong way, and he ended up going I down the that, hill. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, in my defence, I would have caught him anyway because I think he he wasn't that far ahead when he, he finished. Uh, he was like 15 minutes ahead. Um, okay, right. When okay. He, and to be honest, the extra bit adds on about an hour of of running, so. Um, right, so I was okay. quite, so I was quite, you know, I was quite happy that I was, uh, you know, that he he, he did he was he, he definitely wouldn't have beaten me if he uh, if he continued up the hill. So, uh, so that was good. Um, but anyway, that 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 climb was oh my god, 
that was some, you know, using those poles was was great practice. But and and in my what I will say though, Tom is um, I will be using actual poles for the UTMB, uh, and I I just felt I just didn't have enough practice taking them and holding on to them, and and I just. I don't know. I just feel I was getting a bit. I would get a bit claustrophobic. I took the the smaller race pack as well with me. Uh, right. Okay. So the, I've got another one that I'll be using for the UTMB, and that one's a lot bigger, and there's a lot more compartments, and it's actually uh, you can put the poles at the back of the the vest. It's just a little bit heavier, but um, so I will I will be using that one for the for the UTMB. So and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be definitely more prepped when it comes to using them. So so well, yes. Do you know if it didn't hinder you? Then exactly. there's, you know that's I think it's good. And so did you use different use the the poles, the the wooden poles on one climb, and then you dropped them, and then you picked up another set. I picked or, up another set. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, mean, what, I mean, you've got to you've got to check, make sure you get the right size and stuff, you know. So yeah. I mean, one one I got was too heavy. It was like a tree. So I was, you know, checking <laughs> up this pole with a an oak tree, and I thought, fucking hell, that's not that's not the, the the right pole for me. So one of the other ones I had was too too nimble, and it snapped on me. So I was like, right, get another one. And so I mean, it didn't cost that much time. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, it's a, it might sound silly and daft to some people, but I I think what I did was the right thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll just leave it there. Have a look at the video, and uh, yeah, you you. But what I, what I'll say, Tom, is going into this race, I've never been so. Conf- not confident. I wouldn't say not so confident. I was positive throughout the race, and I didn't okay. let the being so far down affect me. And one, you know, it's one one uh, when I got to maybe I did have some doubts initially, uh, but I was just like, you know what, just keep going, keep cracking on. You never know what's going to happen ahead of you. I've done these races before. I've paced them badly. Uh, you know, and I was thinking of hard mirrors like the. It was just chalk and cheese how 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 I was running there from then to to now and and also like there's a everyone's going to blow up in the heat and I was like well I've I've done some sauna training I'm drinking well I'm I'm hydrating well uh, it's it's all in the mind it's going to be painful but I've got to you know I've got to just crack on through and and just hope that people start blowing up and and and, and lo and behold there's some of the top guys I saw were starting to walk and I was going past them and. Uh, one of the, a few of them did pull out because of the heat and just really? maybe pushing it too hard and uh, so I was just like every time that happened it just gave me more and more confidence and uh, and I ended up uh, I think I was in fourth for a while um, and uh, that climb where you saw me with the, the poles uh, or my sticks that's the, one of the guys he caught up he had a really he executed his race perfectly and he ended up coming fourth in the race too um, yeah, I see. And I, he, it looks like he came past you after about Seven and a half hours. Yeah. Arnica Hoot, you're going to love this, by the way. I've, I've looked at the top five people's times, and I can see, I don't know if you can see that, where you were in a position. Does that come up? Wait, let me get that back up. No, is that? Is that, eh? Uh, I've, I've, I've had to plot it myself. On the, da- oh, really? the data. Oh, look at that. Oh, jeez. So the main takeaway, right? Actually, no. You continue. I'll we'll come back to the result. Continue. Yeah. So, so, fourth guy, your fourth guy had a good run. He came past you. How did you feel in the latter stages? So, I, yeah. So I was in fourth. I mean, I thought I was maybe in fifteenth. I had no idea what place I was. I asked the guy I was speaking to, "Do you know what place I am?" He's like, "You're in fourth, Kyle. Go, go, go!" And I, was I wish like, I was last. Yeah, <laughs> I could give up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna have to crack on, I suppose. Um, so, like, yeah, I get to the top 
feeling feeling awesome by then because I'm like, well, I didn't realize I was so high up and uh, and I feel okay still. I mean, I was what I will say is, I mean, I didn't feel fresh. I didn't feel like I was firing all cylinders just because of the sheer heat. And uh, I mean, the guys like your your man Pau Capel and another guy. I mean, they're full time guys. Uh, and you know, Pau he trains in the heat. He's running the heat. He lives in the heat. Um, so, uh, but I mean, one the guy in fourth, the Polish guy, he was chatting to the guy who I was speaking to going up the hill, and he 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 asked, you know, do you know how far ahead the guys are? And he goes, well, Pau Capel is. Uh, He's about an hour, he's about 45 minutes ahead of you. And the Polish guy was like, no, I'm asking, I'm, I'm meaning, do you know how far the humans are ahead of me? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that was brilliant. It just made me laugh when, when, uh, when I, when I heard that. Uh, but I mean, Pau's, he's ultra trail world, uh, he's trail oh. champion. Uh, uh-huh. and, yeah, absolute animal. Yeah. So, I mean, I had like, it's just, it's great to, for him to be so far ahead and it was good to be, these races you're lining up with the best and for me it's just that's why i like to do these international races to compare yourself against all the other guys and where where you've got to learn where you can improve and how close can you get to them uh and if you do a local race you're never going to know that because you can't benchmark against ultras in 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 the uk and unless you get a top field coming along but anyway uh so i get so i'm running with the polish guy for a bit and we're nipping and tucking and I push pull away from him, but he ends up, uh, he gets to a big, another climb and he just, you know, whizzes past me. Uh, and that was that. So I was basically, just basically holding on into fifth place for a while and uh, just making sure I'm continuing my heat, cont- continuing my uh, uh, hydration, fueling and cooling. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, it started, it was still warm in the hills and, um and and there wasn't really, from what I, I knew, I didn't really know there was many. I kept I looked and I didn't, I didn't look behind that often, but I looked behind a few times and there was no one behind me. So I just was like still focusing on the front runners and hoping that people still blow up. And yeah, uh, but I get so I get to the yeah so I'm kind of getting closer at the end now I suppose. Um, I get to the the stairway to heaven, Tom, and I'm still in fifth place. I'm just hoping this and it starts raining. For the last 40 minutes of the race, I got range rain. With, range with tears. Range and thunder. Yeah, thunder. range and Oof. thunder. Thunder, yeah. But, I mean, you know, you usually get a bit scared when you go away and you hear all that thunder. But it was actually not. If a lightning struck me, I would have been happy. You know? I wouldn't have been that bored. If <laughs> Put you out your happens. Exactly, yeah. It was, it's a weird feeling. You, but uh, the, the rain was quite cool, actually. But it's just a shame it didn't last for... Uh, it didn't last longer than 40 minutes or it, it came earlier, but hey-ho, what can you do? Um, so anyway, so I get to, uh, yeah, get to the stairway to heaven and there was an aid station as before, Tom. So I, I was like, right, all right, guys, how you doing? I just want a sports drink. Uh, yeah, no problem. And then I said to them, do you know what, guys, this time, were you here this time last year? And it's like, yeah, I was. I was like, well, do you remember? I cried here last year. Uh, <laughs> just I had a few tears and he just laughed and goes, this year, though, guys, I'm not going to cry. See ya. <laughs> I just, like, uh, bounced up to the stairway of heaven and, and got to the top and, and looked behind. Had one last look behind, no one behind me, and uh, I just floated down to the bottom of the hill and and, uh, and finished in, in fifth place. So so that was that. I was. Uh, when, did you, when did you know you were in fifth? Did, even, did you know that 
obviously the guy told you that at the one of the checkpoints. Did you know that apart from at that that stage? Uh, good question. Well, so, I mean, I, I did ask a couple of people and they didn't really. Some people said I was in the top 10. Somebody said I was in fourth. Somebody said I was in sixth and fifth. So I didn't really know what place I really was until I got to the end and I asked. And somebody, I think, there was, I don't know why there was confusion, but I, I think the, all like the, the Japanese guys, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a bit of confusion with him, but they thought he was in fifth and I was in fourth. Uh, or I, was in, I wasn't in fourth, I was fifth. But I counted the people actually who actually finished, and they were there was four of them, and I knew who they were. Um, so I was definitely fifth place. But the one of the guys is, I think he's forty actually. So he ended up um, coming. You know, he ended up uh, being that made me fourth junior or whatever that call that is. How does that result stack up to last year? Good question. Right. So I I would say last year was cooler. Um, now going by, it's probably a good place to start. Now, Pau Capel's time was 10:54. Now the race was four or five k longer, um, but it included 400 meters extra of elevation. Now I was the winner was 10:28 last year. I was 10:34 or 10:36 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you compare uh, Pau's time to last year's runners. Yeah. Pau's in, in another level. He's in he's in another planet yeah. compared to the other guys. And the other guy who was second, he had a really good race with Pau. Um, but uh, they were together. They were together till St Gilgan, so about thirty percent through the race. Yeah. And then yeah. it looks like he puts Pau puts a big gap into him. And actually, what's interesting, the gap is constant for the second half of the race between mm-hmm. those two. So the guy, so Pau doesn't pull away from him. It's constant. Whereas everyone else. Uh, yourself included, that next three all slowly but surely fall away. Whereas the guy in second, interesting enough, holds the same gap. He was an hour, between an hour and three and an hour and ten, sorry, between he was at, uh, halfway he was 11.05 behind. And okay. at the finish he was 10.32 behind. So he was a constant 10, 11 minutes behind for the whole of the second half. Right, okay. It's really okay. interesting that Powell, yeah. put, I've, I've got the elevation profile alongside this data that I've extracted, but it's interesting that Pau puts a gap in, and the, yeah, the guy in the second, I guess the guy in second place, that's a serious result. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, he he was stoked for that to to, to do so, you know, to be so close to him is amazing. Um, so so yeah, so just so that just so that you know, I mean, God, I should get get the guy's name up because it's a bit bit rude. Because and, I'm just Ronnie Ma. That's it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. And, then, and his team name is his team name is Nordy Furniture, which is <laughs> superb. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Andres is a he's a full he's a uh, coach now, and he's a full time running coach, and um, I think he gave up his job to to do to to pursue that career, which is and he's doing really well and really nice guy and uh, yeah, a lot of respect. So he's doing UTMB as well, so it'll be interesting to to line up with him as well and hopefully. What uh, about? So what about Trailbeard? Because Trailbeard ran last year and this year, I understand. Yeah, so Trailbeard was on holiday, so he, he wasn't a, he wasn't around to to take part. Um, oh, he didn't run Trailbeard. Ah, no, sorry. no, no, no. Who was the guy uh, in third then? Who's Gerald oh, Fister? That's, that's Trail. That Gerald uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. He's a he, he's one of the guys who are having some beer. He's a absolute. Yeah, but is he? Legend. He's not Trailbeard. He's got a beard, right? Oh yeah, he's Trailbeard's mate though. <laughs> he's another trail beard. He's another trail beard. He's, he's you can't call him trail beard because that's his mate. So it's like me call you calling me calling you K babe. 
and yeah, you call me Tommy or something, you know. So it doesn't <laughs> kind of work. Uh, but what what I will say is, go back to your question. I would say the race I ran today is more impressive than the race I did last year, even okay, though I was cool. in fifth. And the reason for that is because I got so many of the things right in terms of as much as I could do based on the current training I've done. Um, you know, I coped well in the heat. Uh, I managed to pace it better than probably before, better than any of the other ultras I've done, despite slowing considerably. Um, I was I was composed enough to manage to not go with the front runners and uh, and be able to kind of believe that I could catch them up and pip you know pip them uh, up as I as I go along. Um, so fueling strategy, hydration strategy, got that nailed. Probably the run up to the race as well, you know, making sure that I've got everything ready. Okay, I didn't take, I had some salad oak poles, but uh, we can, that's a lesson learned in terms of prep there. Uh, and then, you know, physical training, I think I did a bit more elevation, uh, a bit more hills than I did last year. Um, but I've still got a good good bit to go in terms of that. Um, and, you know, in tra- other training sessions, I mean, getting in the sauna, making sure I'm acclimatizing to the heat. Um, and uh, and probably you know most importantly probably being positive as well you know I had a better mindset going in when the going got tough and I knew it would I just I I was just I was just able to just like almost just you know take it in my stride and um and just keep going and and just saying what I found as well just talking to people and saying well done and thank you very much you know thank you to the marshals and yeah, all the volunteers and um. I good think manner, that, good manners but, cost nothing. Exactly, yeah, and so you know, I just think it's they're there, they're in the sweltering heat, and I'm doing, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to run 108k. Like people, people don't get to do that. Some people would love to do it, but they don't, they can't because they haven't a got the fitness, they they haven't, you know, they maybe got some sort of debilitating debilitating uh, factor that doesn't allow them to run that far. Um, so so yeah, so I mean. I, for me, think I, I, you know, it was better than uh, any any of the other races I've, I've ran because of, and, and certainly also the circumstances leading up to the race. I mean, I had, Debbie's pregnant. I went over myself, and um, you know, my dad had a heart attack, and uh, work's been pretty crazy. Uh, but I've managed to just still get in training, and maybe not, you know, all the training I wanted to, but. Um, but I've, I've got a few lessons that I'm going to take away from the race, and I think it's going to stand me. In, it's going to be a huge knowing knowing that I've done that race now is and knowing where my weaknesses are. So I'll, I'll you know I'll give you a few ideas of what they are. So, I mean, well, my next two questions are, and I'll give you them both so you can answer them both. One, how are you feeling with the UTMB off the back of that? And two, what are your three takeaways from the race? Wow, that's it. That's it. I can answer that straight away, and it's not going to take long to answer them, Tom. <laughs> and listeners, <laughs> I'm glad you're glad to, you're glad to be you're glad to know that. Um, so the takeaway, well, the UTMB. I, I'm much better. I'm much more confident going at the UTMB than I was. If I didn't do that race, I don't think I'd be as confident as I am now. Although I came fifth, and there's you know there's a good gap between me and Pau. Uh, I've, I've, I know from the race where where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are as well. So the heat as well. The heat is, I you know, hope touch wood, it's probably not going to be as warm as as what it was in in Mozart. Uh, but I'm, I know I can withstand the heat. I know I can 
work, you know, I, I know I can run well in the cold because we live in Scotland in the rain, yeah. you know, I can, I can kind of run in all different conditions and things. Um, so yeah, so the, the take home, the three take home ones to the UTMB is in terms of things they need to improve. Uh, is that what you mean, Tom? Well, or just, yeah, good, bad, ugly lessons. What, what are your three things that you're taking away from that race? Okay. Well, the first one being a, a positive mindset's number one. Um, okay. and, uh, and secondly, the the physical the, the training required for the UTMB I know exactly what I need to do now um, in terms of the the weaknesses and things I need to improve on so I think I need to do more strength training uh, I need to do work more in my hips get rid of the pain in my hips and just do some more some single leg work and uh, and then thirdly I also need to practice more do more longer hills, longer hill runs, longer hikes, uh, and utilise my poles more, and also run down hills as well, uh, start making sure that I'm doing more of, because uh, I found when I was running in the downhills, I, I, I think I was maybe a little bit slower than I should be, I, sh- I think I probably could have been faster um, if I was doing more specific downhill training. Um, and it, you know, because what happens when I mean, you're going for uh, you know a long run, or you know you're doing a long ultra, you'll be amazed how much when your quads get completely trashed. Now, there's probably um, there'll be a time where they don't get trashed if you train them. You know, you probably extend the the length of time that they'll be able to work efficiently before they're completely goosed. So for the UTMB, I mean that race was 12 hours, so I would assume. I would hope that um, that's halfway or more than halfway when it comes to the duration uh, of of the UTMB. So so yeah, I mean, so again, a positive. You need to for there's such a high dropout rate in these races, especially at the high the sharp end, uh, where people are wanting to do really well. And um, and if you don't have a positive mindset and you think you're you're tired, then everyone you, you're not going to manage to last the the length of the course. So. So yeah, so there you go. Does Good. that answer so your I've, question? It does. So I've written them down because I think we're gonna. I'm gonna make sure we revisit them in the build-up to the UTMB. So maintain a positive mindset, strength work for your hips because you need to sort them and get that stronger, and more hills, including downhill work. So there we go. That's Bang the, on. There that's you the go. three K babe uh, lessons that he's gonna that you're gonna w- ensure that you address before UTMB. Fantastic. Yeah. And Coach Tommy and, and Coach Lewis is going to make sure I do those things, eh? Yeah, and the difference at UTMB is you're going to have me there. Exactly, check, yeah. Checking yeah. you've eaten your gels and checking your socks are not wet and all that. <laughs> yeah. So what I would say is a, a massive thank you to everyone who's uh, you wished me good luck and uh, given me uh, support. And uh, Lewis, my coach, he's been instrumental in, in making – giving me that you know the, the tools for success i suppose and um and to do these things and know that i can compete with the the top end of the field i suppose and, and also debbie you know debbie's been cooking my meals and doing a lot for me when it comes to allowing me to come home from work and go out and train and get up early and train and have my lunches ready so a huge thank you to debbie and, and also a huge thank you to tom for for looking after Debbie when she was away and doing all the research and uh, keeping up to so, date. And One thing we haven't talked about, actually, so Kyle's tracker shit itself for whatever reason, so no one had any means of tracking Kyle. So poor Debbie, who's 
who's ready to drop has got no information where he is, no information if he's even running. So fortunately, we, we were Fiona was messaging him. We're it'll be fine. I'm sure he's all right. It's just standard Kyle. And we fortunately managed to come across some social media feeds. And actually, kudos to uh, old man Dave as well, who gave us a couple of links to prove some photos. And videos that yes, he is alive and he's still running. And the fact that his tracker has stopped the 32k mark is not because he's lying in a ditch. <laughs> oh, sorry, folks, if you were tracking me, I hope it wasn't. Well, I'd have been a boring, a boring uh, feed to watch uh, if I was just sitting there in a ditch. I don't know why it broke. I mean, I didn't do anything to it. I mean, the only thing I can think of was uh, when when it was so because it was so hot, I maybe poured water over me and that maybe drenched it, but. You'd think these trackers would be able to withstand so, yeah. the heat and the, the waterproofness. But sorry, folks, uh, you know, well, the, what I will say is the UTMB tracking is it's top, top end. It's, you're not going to get any issues with the UTMB. <laughs> <Dutch Arabia>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same as last words. <laughs> Apparently, Debbie was saying that it, the tracker didn't start uh, when I oh, was, was terrible. It, it was shit tracker anyway, to was be it? honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll maybe feed that back to the the, the race organisers and uh, you know let them, let them know that they need to improve on that for next year. There was the opportunity to take your iPhone and you would download your number, but I'm not taking an iPhone because it's heavy. I'm not. Uh, I already had a tracker on me, so there's no way I'm taking two. Fair enough. So there you go. So that's yes, right. so that's really good. So how are you feeling? So it's now Wednesday. The race was Saturday. How are you feeling recovery-wise? Legs but, starting to come back to you? Well, I've got I've got a, a huge tip for everyone listening. Now listen closely, folks. So now this is after the race, obviously. So I told you about my beer and my my water and my, my burgers. There was a great band playing and stuff. But anyway. I get back home, uh, I get back home, have a shower. Now, bear in mind, it was raining for a bit and it was warm, I was sweating. What do you get when you run for a long period of time, Tom? Not a yawn. Sweaty? You get sweaty and as a result of being sweaty, what happens? Cramp? Nope. Well, I did get cramped, by the way, but I I managed to just crack on. Just just run it off. Uh, Salt on your legs? No, what happens with wetness in your between your le- oh, legs? Chafing. Are, chafing. So massive chafing in between the good old gooch area and around uh-huh. the legs and the thighs. under the armpits. Debbie, I, I, so I'm on the phone to Debbie. Debbie said, "I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this shower, Debbie. It's going to be brutal." Uh, so what? What? So <laughs> what? What did? Shower. Yeah. What did she say to do? Vaseline. Yeah, so I put Vaseline all over my uh, my sore bits, and then I went in the shower, put the soap on. Didn't feel a thing. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't really? believe it. Yeah, but you should be wearing the Vaseline before. That's the tip. Yeah, but I was. I was wearing it, but it rubbed off because of the sweat. And it was it was running for so long. Well, it can only last a lot. Do you know, know what I find better than Vaseline? I find like a cycling chamois cream better than Vaseline. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a tip for you. You can borrow my tub. I will do. Don't you worry. You can take. You can put on me uh, at the end stage. That that's not including the crew crewing. <laughs> I thought the contract said that, didn't it? No, no. I'm not going anywhere near your gooch, mate. No shot. That Debbie can deal with that pre-race. Ah, oh, well, oh, fair enough then. Anyway, so uh, so there's a wee life hack for you folks if you haven't already. Life maybe hack. it's maybe it's maybe it's already common common kind of. It's a, I it's didn't a I didn't know about it, but then I'm not running for yeah. twelve hours. But I, I, I honestly, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. So, so yeah, so that's been good. Uh, 
on this Sunday morning. Felt a little bit sore, I must say. I used to lift a few times uh, in the escalators and uh, walked about quite a lot because, uh, you know, from experience doing these ultras and again, not just ultras, folks. If you do long runs, if you do marathons, whatever, make sure that you walk around the following day. If you don't want to run or you can't run, walk as much as you can and use that as your recovery tool because believe me, I've I've done runs, long runs, and I've not moved up an inch, and I've I've been I've been you know ill and uh, looking trying to recover for a, a longer period of time. So uh, make sure that you walk around. So I walked around a lot uh, around Salzburg, got the got you know, and then headed back to Munich and got the flight home in the on the Sunday night and back to work on the Monday. And uh, you know from then I, I didn't run on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I didn't. Did I run on Tuesday? No, I uh, did a cycling class. I did a, I took take a studio cycling class at my my work and uh, used that as a good or hard effort and uh, made sure I was hydrated, drinking lots of water. I mean, I lost a shitload of weight when you. I weighed myself on the, the Monday and I was like 66, 65 kilograms. I'm usually about 68. Uh, so yeah, you really do need to make sure you're hydrated and you're eating a shitload of food and you know good food as well. You know none of this pros. Yeah. You know, it's okay to have, I'm sure it's okay to have processed food. I mean, I did, uh, but I did make sure I was having lots of fruit and veg and getting my vitamins up. And again, when you're drinking, when you're having so many gels, like all that sugar and brushing your teeth as well, was, you know, it's definitely important to do all that too, you know. Um, so, yeah, so today, you know what, like in comparison to that British 100K champs, I feel on top of the world today. I mean, I could go out. And maybe do a long run and be okay. I think. Wow, um, that's good. So, so I think in terms of my recovery, I've been sensible because you know this is a race, and like I said last week, I'm using that as a training run. It's a benchmark, and uh, and I'm going to make sure that it, you know I'm not losing too much uh, fitness and too much time, so that because I need to get training again. I need to get back into the UTMB training quite soon. Um, yeah. So this weekend, I think I'll do a, a, another kind of longish type hill run and uh and yeah and just get back to it and fingers crossed everything feels good and uh, walking normally and things so yeah so that that's my that's my roundup tom what a roundup it is fantastic well i'm sorry if it bored you folks but i did get permission to ramble did, did i not you did you had full permission oh look at that eh, for once well i hope i hope it wasn't boring but uh no it was exciting i, li- I like to this is great even if you don't like it it's great to to have an account. So when you know we say this every time, we can reflect back in years to come and go, or go right. What did I do wrong? And you've already done it. You've you've listened to my episode of uh, last year and and told me the things, take homes, uh, the things that I did wrong last year and hopefully correct it for this year. So yeah, That's it's all good. So anyway. Any other questions? Are we all? I think we're all all dried up there. Eh? I think I'm all. I think we're all dried up. Yeah, like you're dried huge. up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's awful. That's fine now. You didn't even know it was well. Is anything wrong with it? Um, so, that's my week. Tom, tell me about your week. My week was much less interesting and exciting than yours. I actually, I'm even, I'm I'm struggling to go back to think of what I actually did. Um, well, why didn't you sessions. start? Why didn't you start today then? And then rewind back and you'll... Well, I, well actually, I, I can, I've just fired my strap up. So I did a couple of sessions last week. I'm very much feeling up and back in sort of consistent block, getting the miles in. So that was a 68-mile week last week. Two sessions and a long run, so that's good. And I did hills on 
Tuesday night. Are we uh, eight by what was it? eight by sixty seconds, eight by thirty seconds? So a sort of short, sharp one, which was good. And I did that with one of my mates. And then last on Friday, I did. I uh, got back to some weight, uh, some wave running, which I know you're a fan of. So oh, I, I, was, I, I, uh, I'm not a fan. I, I'll do wave running, but I'm not really a fan of it. Well, I, was... not, I, I find them hard, but I find them really. I think I get a lot out of them. You know yeah. when you know what works for you, and wave, things like wave yeah. runs work for me. So I did four by two k with a one k float. So the the two k's were at half marathon pace, and the k floats were about thirty second per k slower than that. So the K's were in fine. They were sort of five thirty sort of pace, and then the the float was about six thirty recovery. And actually, so four by two K with the K of recovery plus the warm up. I mean, we hit ten miles in, in under an hour. So it's amazing in a session like that you can actually end up getting sub sort of six a six minute miling ten miler. Yeah. Actually, if someone said to me, right, Tom, go out and run. 558 for 10 miles i would think oof, that's a that's a big run but when yeah. you break up into a session like that especially with the float where you're moving a bit quicker and you're you're learning to recover on the move i find that really good and that's something that i responded to well last year so i'm hoping hoping it'll 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 work again uh this year and actually i what was quite cool about last week is apart from one day i ran with someone every day really a very sociable week actually the way it turned out with uh Running with a lot of the the lads from the club, which you got good. some friends. You got more friends in. Jeez. Yeah. What can I say? It's a producer podcast. Who wants to run with you? So <laughs> yeah, it was anyway. That was that was Friday night the session. And I then, see. But just before you crack on there, I see you've 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 also made a a friend, a uh, uh, a newer Willie friend as well. I have. So that was last night. Uh, so yeah. So. Th- you remember in Aberdeen last year we had the dolphins which were kicking about and all these uh, you can go and get your they're all different types of model dolphins kicking about different paint jobs. Dundee did the Urwillies and I'm a big Urwilly fan when I was a kid. So when I discovered that Ur- I was out for my run last night doing a session at Duffy Park and I started running I saw this Urwilly right I was like oh I'm getting a selfie with Urwilly I've got it got to be got to be done. <laughs> I, I think it's like a Urwilly's. He's on tour or something because there's a bunch of them around Aberdeen, so I need to start running with my phone. Because I actually ran, did the session last night, ran back to my car to get the phone so I could go back oh, and get the, the yeah. Willie selfie. Oh, Love look it. at you go, eh? Hey, yeah, Tom, Tom bomb, uh, Tom bomb feats with your Willie. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, al- there's also one at Aberdeen Sportsville, it's Gavin Hastings. Really, oh nice! Yeah. So yeah, oh, we, we need to get an Willie running tour. I don't. There's quite oh, there's heaps of them about. Yeah. That's a great show, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's a great show. Yeah, Maybe but I don't know if, if we if you know where they are. Is there like a location map for them all? No doubt. I'm sure but, there must be. Yeah, anyone. Must be. If anyone knows, give us a shout. We'll so, get arranged. I uh, anyway, but as I say, a pretty straightforward week for me. I finished with an 18 mile long run. Not in the hills this week, because I was I actually was heading down to Dundee to see my dad on Sun and my mum and my sister. But we were going out for a, father, a cheeky Father's Day lunch on Sunday, so that was uh that wasn't really I didn't have time, but I got the 18 miles in, reasonable pace. So that was cool. Nice. And actually, what this brings me on well to is, so I'm feeling I've got that's like five solid weeks now. I feel I'm coming on, and even since the beach 10k a couple of weeks ago, I feel that my fitness has come up, which is good because. And I'm not going to rant too much about my training because we're going to move on. This week is the Brian Goodwin 10K, is which I'm running, on fr- I'm running on Friday night. He is. He's, uh, and he's, he's managed to get himself on the preview list as well. So, do you, <laughs> so want, we'll, do you want to crack on there and uh, tell yes. us all about it? 
So let's do that. So the Brian Goodwin, or the Goodwin, as we're going to refer to it moving forward, uh, which I believe Bell Houston Harris referred to it as, um, we've had a, they've done a great write-up, but also Stuart Miller, shout out to Stuart, who's the secretary of Bell Houston Harris, has been in touch to give us a heads up for their preview. And do you know what, mate? It's an absolutely stacked field. So the headline, I guess, is six Olympians are lining up. Six Olympians. I mean, yeah, Jeez. you don't get that often. So and this is a so this race is is it not? It's a weekday race, is it or is it the weekend? Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Holy moly! So this is the one that when Luke Trainer came on like two on our show two weeks ago, two weeks after last year when he ran. What did Luke run last year? It was like twenty. Was it twenty eight something? Yeah, it would have been um, about that. Twenty eight thirty. Twenty eight thirty two. Yeah. So last. So anyway, if we start on the women's side, so it's a, it was an, it's a quick race. Friday night, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. The women's side favourite at the moment is uh, they're putting out there, and I think they're right to do so. Is uh, Morag Miller, who we had in the show a couple weeks ago. So yeah. Morag is Morag had a sensational run at the Scottish 5K, and by her own uh, admission, has got more to come. So looking forward to seeing what she can do there. But even off the back of a 15:49, you would think she'll she'll run quickly. Elspeth Karan. Kabarkin, who we saw run the and won the the ten mile championship at Strathclyde, and she also won recently the Rune the Toon ten k in thirty four eighteen, which is which is moving. Yeah. Uh, so that is that's apparently just outside her PB. So big big shape there. Biasly, Fiona's going down, who I think has got Fiona's is still coming into ten k PB, but she's. You know, Fiona is a racer. Fiona will dig in and race well, so I think she's she's going to be in the mix. Jenny Bannerman is going, and Jenny I think has the course record. Is that? Yeah, she's got the course record here. I think it's just under thirty-five minutes. I think it's yeah. safe to say that's going to go. Oh yeah, I mean, do you know what? Like, see, fifteen years ago, it was it was uh, it, it wasn't the norm for female runners to to like you know run thirty-fours and thirty-threes all the time. It's happening all the time long. now, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, it's great. You know, the it's Scottish really female good. runners are just, you know, they're really, you know, 34 is just a normal, it's just normal to see that now, which is amazing. Yeah. And, and 33s and 32s, I mean, you know, we, we can go on. Sarah Inglis had a great run last week in uh, yes. 10K and ran 32.10-ish, I think, uh, which is, you know, knocking on the door of our 31 10K, which is phenomenal. So, uh, you know, I, I can't remember the race. It was in Canada, I think, uh, possibly. So, so well done, uh, Sarah, on that result. It's fantastic. So, um, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Continue. I just remembered so, that while we were chatting there. So, wasn't no, really no, it's quite right. So, in terms of women, we've also got um, former British or uh, Olympian Freya Ross, who we, you know, Freya, we, you know, maybe not quite the in the shape she was but we've seen even at the cross country circuit Freya can can put in a good run so that's exciting so really really strong women's field uh, you know one of the strongest women's fields you'll see in Scotland to be honest on the men's side we don't have Luke Trainer, but we do have Callum Hawkins oh, really so, so you've got to think Dang, Callum I... Hawkins is going to oh, that you're going to you've got to think he's going to run he's going to try and run Luke's beat that 28-32 from Luke from last year which was outrageous Derek Hawkins is running Okay, um, but I think the the sort of second, I said the second favourite you've got to say is James Donald, Dundee Hawks. So yeah. James was had a fantastic run at the Scottish 5K champs uh, where he ran 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31, 14:31,
He was just outside, uh, just behind Chris Jones, but he beat a bunch of, of, you know, really informed Scottish guys. Other names on the list: Michael Christofferou, NYC. Um, he is his 10k road PB is 30.12. I think he's run 29, sub 29.37 on the track. Uh, we mentioned Derek Hawkins. We've seen Derek go under 30 minutes in over 10k, and he was recently ran the London 10,000 in 30.35. So he's in shape. Cal McKenzie, we know Cal's a uh, is a sort of low 30-minute 10k runner now. We'll um we'll see what sort of shape he's in, and uh, yeah, I think that's really it. So seriously stacked. There are 33 people with a sub 33 10k to their name. Sorry, 25 sub 33s lined up. So really, uh, that's really massive. That's, that's awesome. Now, right, my my question is then. What's uh so who obviously we think we probably know who's gonna win it. Yeah. Callum, I would imagine. What Callum time do you think he's gonna shoot what what time do you think Callum's gonna go for? Or what do you think you'll get? I think I think Callum is I don't know Callum, but I, I get the impression Callum is a competitive guy. Callum will not want to run will come off that course with a slower time than Luke Trainer ran last year. So I imagine yeah. he will be shooting for low twenty eights. Right, okay. Now so moving up so we've got Callum. Sorry, just sticking with the male guys just now. Yeah. Uh, so the guys that there's a few of them who've ran sub thirty now. They're knocking on the door of sub thirty. The guys who are running on top of that. Yeah. Now, how, do you think, and if uh, you think people will run sub thirty, how many of them are going to do it? And do you, are they going to work together? And is it is it the type of course and is the conditions going to favour a fast time? I. I can't comment on the conditions yet, but from it looks like the course is quick. Pollock Park, it's it's uh it must be quick. If you've got Luke Trainer running twenty eight thirty two, it must be quick. I oof. Callum Hawkins ran twenty nine fourteen in two thousand seventeen. On that I course, I imagine on that course. So he's got. So we we know that that's the last two years it's been one under thirty minutes. I would I expect Callum plus one other to go under thirty, and I can't. The problem is with with James Donald, the young lad. I'm not sure. I haven't seen a 10,000 from him yet. Maybe I haven't actually trolled his power 10, but he's got 14.31 5K and he's got an 8.33 3,000, both recently. So 14.31, you would like to think he'll go. He's got the legs to go under 30 minutes. Yeah, if he's got the endurance that is. I'm sure he has. Which is a question. I wouldn't be surprised if you see someone like Michael Christopheru or Derek Hawkins putting a beating beating him. Well, yeah. sorry, not being. I don't. I think any one of those three, sorry, can go under thirty minutes. Sure, I mean it would be amazing if we had four of them. I think Callum. I don't know what shape Callum's in either. Uh, Callum McKenzie. He had a slightly disappointing three thousand recently, from what I can uh, see, and he was he ran thirty fifty eight at Rune the Tune ten k, which I think must be quite quick because Elspeth Curran ran pretty well at it. But I, yeah. I don't think I'm not I'm not convinced Callum McKenzie's in sub thirty minute shape to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, time will tell, I suppose. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, that would be incredible to get multiple guys in Scottish 10k under 30 minutes. Oh, be great! Yeah, yeah. Well, that, this, this could be the this could be the new Leeds Abbey Dash. It the could summer, be. Yeah. The summer summer evening Leeds Abbey Dash. There we go. I haven't. I hope the weather holds. So that that's that's pretty cool. And then my aim is to be quite honest. Uh, it's not an aim I've really. I, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pee. I need to pee. Be there. It has to happen. 
the ten k PB yeah. I've got is far too. It's it's soft and it's out of line with everything else. So it needs to go, and it needs to go this Friday. I am going to be in the fight of my life not to get checked at this race. To be honest, <laughs> that's no, the, better, that's a, I mean, these are all very strong women, so I've got no, oh. I'm not, I've got no embarrassment to be to do so. But I can see it, I can see it being touch and go. It might be, in, I might have an opportunity to avoid it, but it's not going to be by so, much if it, if it a, does happen. There's a reason I did 100k to have an excuse not to run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But anyway, I think I'm really I'm really up for it. I'm looking forward to going down and seeing a bunch of uh, a bunch of the sort of quick club lads and hopefully uh, catch up with some of them afterwards. And yeah, shout out to I've got to say shout out to to Stuart at Miller and the uh, the, the Bell Houston team because they have set up a, a fantastic field. The race a race preview that's great. It's really I'd love to see more clubs do that because it creates quite a it's quite cool to create a bit of a, a bit of chat about it. So, oh yeah, it's very it's, excited. Yeah. It's good as well. I mean, you know, we're lucky up north. We have Fraser Klein who does lots of news articles and uh, you know puts a good bit of research to preview a race and uh, some of the local races around. And now I think there's a market for that in the Central Belt. And to do that and uh, or certainly use us as your your uh, your media uh, outlet and, and give us your comments of who's running and we'll. Uh, We'll be sure to do a cheeky little preview yeah. if you if you put in the effort. That is absolutely if you put in the effort. Also yeah. on the on the 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 Goodwin, free beer and burger at the finish line. You're joking. <laughs> night. Dynamite. Wait, are you? I'm, bloody, I, I'm bloody driving though. <laughs> oh no, I'll I'll um I'll well, actually no, I better not. I'm in standby at the moment, Tommy. Yeah, I can't I can't be uh, can't be going down there just but yet. It's, it's a it's a two lapper. I know part park from running it at the Great Scottish. That's all. So. I guess a two-lapper will be interesting to see how it goes. So anyway, that's we'll report on that next week. And yeah, hopefully we've got some big times to talk about. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how you get on. Is there a, wait, is it instant results, live results? Or is it, do we have to, Pass. Do we have to wait with bated breath until... If you have to wait until uh, at least I get in with the range of my phone and it will sync automatically on Strava. Oh, so that's probably your best way to see it. <laughs> I'll be refreshing my Strava feed each time then. The um, but you know what I quite like about it. So I'm, I did a solid. It's a Friday night race. So I was able to do a solid session last night. It wasn't a heavy session, but it was five by a k, flat out. And uh, so it was. A, so I got a good session last night. I've got t- two days to recover. Race on Saturday. I'll still get a long run on the weekend. So you know the Friday race actually fits in quite well in the schedule when you're still. I can race in a still a peak week. Yeah, I, I think it's a great. I I love evening races. I mean. There's, there's so many, you know, I, I, you look at the calendar now and, the, you know, when the results round up, there's a few that happened in the evening and I, I think it's great, you know, I think we should do more of it. And Are you doing still Hill Fairhill the... race tomorrow night? Oh, look at it, I'm buzzing for it, Tom. No, I'm not. <laughs> he says I'm it's wor- a sup, sup, <laughs> on a punk IPA. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I've, I've got, uh, I'm actually working, there's the Corporate Games diving tomorrow, Tommy. Ooh, so, nice. Uh, so we've got some of the, the some of the companies are, are putting their feet in the water and getting themselves uh, literally ju- li- literally jumping get jumping in the deep end. So we'll see how that goes. So I'll be on standby there. You see, very good. Right. So in the spirit of moving on, how are we going to do this? We've got an absolute bunch of results to go through. Well, I think to be honest, I think we're going to have to. You know, we're we're how many hours? I mean, I've, I, think I've, we should, I think we should pick and choose. We'll pick and choose, right? I, well, do you want you choose your we, one and then I'll choose each. my one, right? Okay, so 
Right, so I'm going to kick off with... I'm going to start with the Black Rock 5. Oh, okay, I okay. Cool, I think it's a cool race. I did it myself a few... Uh, what feels like a lifetime ago, but brilliant when it was much... It was, seemed a bit quieter then, but great event, great field, and uh, I think it's one that we should try and go and do next year. Add it to our huge list of things we're going to do. <laughs> but anyway, the Black Rock 5... Question is, is, about this race. Does it fill up quickly? Is there still entries or does it... I think somebody... it fills up quickly. You know, like some of these races, they fill up and you know you need to know. You need to be in the know to to know when entries open and things. And, and you know, you've only got a 10-minute window. To, so, yeah, I, I love races like this. I've heard the Black Rock 5, but, you know, I, I think we uh, if we're going to promote this one, we need to make sure that the listeners know... When the entries open and and uh, and how popular the the race is. So, so it's a, this is this is also a Friday night race. It's in uh, Kinghorn in uh, in Fife, and it's out to the Black Rock on the sand. So the tide's out. So you're running on the out on the sand, which is great. Out and back. It's a 4.3 mile race, and it's got a really steep uphill finish on the road in in the town. So the 4.3 miles, which is cool. So a meaningless distance, I guess. Which means you're not really running for a time, you're just racing it. First home, Jamie Crow, Central AC in 22.05. Second place, James Donald, we talked about James. Dundee Hawks, 22.44. Third place, Neil Renault, Edinburgh AC, 23.23. And actually, solid field, because behind them you've got Derek Ray, 23.25. So, that was solid. In the women's side, uh, first place, Morag Miller, 25.25. Right behind Lewis Miller. There's a bit of pacing going on there. Ah, Come uh, on, Lewis. <laughs> or what? Yeah, maybe, on your... maybe he was running his own race. Maybe he had a bad day. I maybe did. Yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> and and, and uh, <laughs> he, he was, you know, a little, a little bit like Tommy and Fiona when it came to Boston, eh? Yeah, G- Jesus. I tell you what, if 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 uh, if Fiona is only two seconds behind me in uh, the Goodwin on Friday, I'll be claiming <laughs> it was because I paced her, regardless of whether my Strava shows I blew up. You'll get a lot of you'll get a lot of abuse on the the TRS feed when it comes to your result. <laughs> Second place, oh. uh, someone who I didn't realise was, was was in Scotland. I thought she was overseas, but she must be back. Steph Pennycook or Steffi Pennycook, as she's in the results. Twenty six oh one, and third female was Natalie Stewart, Central AC, twenty seven thirty two. Cool race. Wow. Kyle, on to you. Which what's your race of choice? My race of choice is the Ultra Trail Scotland. Uh, so this is um, this was on the it's a new race and it's led by uh, elite runner Casey Morgan. So he's a top top guy. Uh, I don't know much about him really, but I'm sure I'll catch up with him in the ultra running community at some race, no doubt. So he's uh, he's organised uh, the Ultra Trail of Scotland and it's it's at the the Isle of Arran. So there there we go. Um, Very good. Now these, there's two two races. Uh, in fact, I think it's also Andrew Faulkner as well, and their website is Find Your Adrenaline. So that's uh, have a look at have a look there, and you'll get to know a little bit more about them. And um, yeah, also the race itself. So you've got two races. There's a I think there's a 45 kilometer race, and there's a 26. So the 45 kilometer race, it's 3,500 meters of climb. So Pretty, pretty decent. Looking at some of the photos now, I'm on Ian Corliss. He was there. He's uh, a guy who tries, got his own podcast. We won't go into that. 
uh, don't want to promote that, uh, but he's got a good blog about the race that he does a lot of nice pictures. So have a look at the pictures. It looks pretty technical stuff. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna I'll crack on with the 45k race. So we heard our man Rob Sinclair. So Rob Sinclair was running the race, and uh, he I think he was absolutely miles ahead of everyone. And um, Stuart Whitley from Carnethy was in second place, followed by. Michael Reed, who I think was a much closer battle. Um, in terms of the females, we had Debbie Martin Kinsani, so again, really, decent, really good ultra runner. Um, so she ended up doing pretty well and winning the race, well ahead of Katie Henderson and Ruth Stanley. And look at the picture; she's got a massive smile on her face, so she must have been having a good time out there. Uh, but looking at the pictures, oh, what, 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 um, what a day it would have been. It does, doesn't it? Uh, so anyway, in terms of the shorter distances, uh, this one's called the Tarsoon Trail. Now, guess who was leading the race, Tommy? Hamish Battle. Hamish Battle. Hamish Battle. Leading early on. The Predator. Unfortunately, the Predator. He takes the wrong turn and drops to seventh place. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah, rookie mistake. Rookie, rookie mistake. Actually, the thing is, I don't. Hamish does occasionally listen to this. That's not the first time we came. Hamish got lost at the old, uh, what was it called, Ring of Steel, a couple of years ago as well. Now I'm going to say, Hamish, you work at Run for it, right? You're providing running advice, advice to everyone, right? What do you say when people are wanting to, you know, navigate themselves around a race course? Do you, do you give them advice? I don't. I don't think Run for it do that, but I'm, uh, you know, do you give them a there's a watch, there's a map, or there's a compass. Um, anyway, I'm not taking the piss because he, he can't he can't defend himself because uh, this podcast is recorded. Uh, it's not recorded live. But anyway, well done, Hamish. He did he did drop to seventh place. But what he did what he did do is he did battle hard and he clawed his way back into second place, which is pretty amazing to be honest. Um, and uh, the winner was uh, Gregor Stewart. And second would have been Hamish, and third was Graham Conley to round off the podium there as well. So um, I, I don't know the the gap between second and first, but I, I can I can only assume that um, Hamish would have probably uh, would have probably won the race if he if he didn't get go the wrong way. So hard lines, Hamish. I mean, you know, we all do it. I mean, I'm saying I I, I always go go the wrong way, so I can't. Uh, you can take the piss out as. Take the piss out of me as well, eh? Um, so anyway, so the female side, we had Jill Stephen. HBT uh, had a good, strong, dominant performance, well ahead of Hazel Wright and Erin Rendell as well. So so there you go. That's the, that was the top three. And for the females as well. Very good. That's just on the 26K, yeah? 26K that one was, and uh, the 46K one it was the ultra one. Very good. Yeah, so it looks like looks a cracking race to do, maybe for next year, though. Maybe I can do 26, you could do the 45. Yeah. Cheeky double, TRS exactly. double. Exactly, right. Let's do right. Uh, one more each, so, will we? Yeah, so my second pick, I'm going to go for Bankery 10K, and I'm going to go for it for two reasons, both of which are biased. A, race organiser and good friend of the show, Kirsty Harper, has given us a breakdown of the results, which is amazing. So I don't even, I, I can just look at my WhatsApp and I've got it all summarized for me. So that's fantastic. Secondly, overall wins winner, Ben Ward, run beer. He's back. Oh, he's, back. he's back after his, uh, his little slip at the slip up at London marathon. He's, 
He's back in the game. He's back in the game. So as a married man, first race indeed. as a married man, eh? So the Run Bankery 10K is a multi-terrain race. It's an inaugural year this year, so it was the first running of it. And by all accounts, it's quite a difficult, challenging course, which is which is cool. Good to add a bit of variation on the local circuit. So Ben Ward for the win. Second place, Metro Aberdeen's as well, Paul Knight. And third, club, third place, Callum Martin. On the female side, the win was also Metro Aberdeen, Ginny Barand, a uh, friend of the show. Second place, Emma Roberts. And third place, Rebecca Watt. Now, Kirsty has even gone to the the hassle of giving me the age categories, which is great. So, male Vet 40 winner, Jamie Ross. D-side, female Vet 40 winner, Lindsay Hay. Thir- uh, male Super Vet, Kim Assey. Female Super Vet, Marianne Simpson, Spay, Run- Spay Runners. And on the male vintage, George McPherson, and female vintage, Elaine Fivey. So there we go. Right, well, there, right. Well, Bankery, one I, one I quite fancy doing next year before I run. It was the inaugural one this year, wasn't it? Yeah, so fingers crossed. I think rave reviews, everyone was loving it. What I liked is no medal, but they gave a cool mug I've seen on social media. So that's I like that, a little trinket to keep something, keep so, sick. Something that you can actually use and not just store exactly. in a bucket, eh? Hey, I'm packing at the moment our house to move next weekend, and I'm I've got a bucket of a boxes of medals and just general race shite. Right, I don't know what to do with it. Got boxes of Fiona's medals. <laughs> well, no, okay. Wait, let me rephrase that. I've got Joke box of Fiona's, I've got box of Fiona's trophies. I've got a box of both our medals. <laughs> I don't do. I, I'm thinking a great run, great. I don't know, great Glasgow run 2013. That can go in the bin, that medal. <laughs> Surely, I don't need it. Your finishes medal. Hey, that's, that means a lot to a lot of people. Are you? I, 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 you're fun, funny you say that. I've got a few medals uh, in my bucket as well. and I, like, Some of them are okay, but really, they just... I don't know. I just don't know what to do. You know, you get a... I mean, no disrespect. Some Maybe this is a rant coming on here, but no disrespect to 10Ks. You know, a local 10K, you get a finishers medal. I'm not really, you know, don't waste your money on a finisher's medal for I agree. a shitty little, not a shitty, maybe not not local races, not they're not all shitty local races, but um, why but should I, you get a medal for it? Just finishing Honestly, the 10k, I'd rather get yeah, a mug or I'd rather get like a, a miniature whiskey or something like that, rather, exactly. rather than something that I'm not really going to showcase to my, my friends, you know, or black of and or my family, they've got no interest. Debbie's got not have any interest. I, I did the, the this this wee race on a Thursday night, and it was a five k piddly run, and I get a finishers medal. You know, but you know, some people do like that, and it's a memory. But, but I, not I guess it comes down to should we? And this is going to sound, I don't know, terrible, but is it a celebr- Should we be celebrating as a sport people finishing five k's? My, again, maybe controversially, I don't think so. I think, I get, I think Park Run is a, is is filling a really good hole for that. You don't get a medal for finishing a Park Run. I think you, the you get nothing. I, I think people like it as a memorabilia, memorabilia. Um, but I think you know a lot of the races you get. For example, the Mozart 100. I, okay, I got a finishers medal, but. What I did get was uh there was yeah, a, quite, a purchased uh, a Mort's uh, a, a finishers t-shirt because I think it looks really good. I'm wearing it just now. It, okay, it's the tightest thing I've ever seen someone wear. <laughs> it looks like he's painted on Mozart hundred on his chest. I look absolutely ripped. That's what you should be telling me, Tommy. I thought you said uh, you lost weight, mate. What's happened? 
Well, I, yeah, I have. I, I, I have. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm joking. Back, I'm not, so I know you're sensitive about your weight. But I've got to take t- back. Got a cheeky little tiger bread here. I'm gonna oh, eat in front of you. But. Anyway, you, you're on to you now. What's right. your race? Second race choice. Right, second race of choice for me. The reason for this one, I've done it before. Uh, three reasons. Firstly, I've done it before. I, I really enjoyed the race. Secondly, Tommy Boy told Tom Bomb. Tom Bomb told me that he was going to do it, and he didn't do it because his results, his race, his, his, his name's not there. And, plan, thirdly, yeah. and thirdly, the the race organizer emailed us and uh, and, and informed us about the the race, which is uh, Billy fantastic. Gibson, good man, B- friend Billy, of the show. Billy Gibson, exactly. So thank you so much, Billy, for sending in the results. And uh, it, it appears that they had a record field as well. Um, uh, so. That that can only be the the work of the promotion of TRS, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> maybe not. You never know. And uh, we also had a record. Uh, I say a, a, it was a record as well for the the winner, uh, Joseph Wright from D side, forty six oh nine. And uh, in second place was Andy King, forty six fifty two. And attached, I think. Yep, Andrew. Is it Andrew Meddy? You won the winning results? I think so, yeah, yeah. The winner, it was, the winner was Chris Jones. Was it? Yeah, they got the email that Billy sent us. <laughs> so the winner was Chris Jones in 4027. I can't be right. I've got number one, Joe Wright. Second place, Monroe Stewart, also Dundee Hawks, 4906. Third place, Chris Walsh, also Dundee Hawks, for the clean sweep, 4910. Oh, no, that's 2017, though. I can't be right. Oh, I'm so confused. 2017 shows there was only 42 runners finishing, and then 2019 tab has got the 2019 results. Is that not right? That Must right? be. It's got to be. Well, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading the wrong tab. You're, re- you're reading this the is, wrong... This is, a, this is a shambles. We can only apologise, <laughs> listeners. Well, you know this what? is an absolute right. shambles. It's The only reason it's a shambles is because Tom's buttoning in with my race results. Sorry, yeah, I, be- I do apologise, Carl. I've cocked that up. You, got, you were right, I think. I am right. I know I am. I, he, he, Billy Gibson, in his email, states Joe Wright of D-Side won the sec- for the second year in a row. Uh, oh, shit, yeah. In, 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 uh, where are we? In second, for the females, we, in fact, haven't... Have I finished? Yep. Finished with the the men. So female wise, we had uh, we had Heather Anderson, first female new record again. Uh, in fact, so that isn't a record by Joe Wright. Apologies, Joe. Uh, Chris Jones has the record, but uh, Heather did get the record for the females um, first vet as well, and she was second place with Stephanie Proven of D side as well. Oh, no, she was second. No, she was third. Sorry. Second place was Tracy Morgan of uh, FRR, wherever that is. And second... Is that right? Do you know FRR? Where's that? Any idea? Uh, for, I don't know. Fraserburgh Roadrunners, maybe? I have no idea. Ah, who knows? Anyway. So Tracy Morgan second, Stephanie Proven in third place. So there we go. That rounds off the, the white tops results. I think, so we've, got, is, I think yeah. we've got room for one more, do we? Yeah, so I'm gonna one more I'm gonna give. Yeah, because we got a shout, another listener got in touch with us with this information. So I think we should. Uh, it's always good to feedback. So we got. Um, it was the Shetland, the Simmer Dim Half Marathon this weekend, 
and the results are on a Facebook page, which is quite difficult to read. <laughs> I noticed. Um, I noticed. No, Charlotte Black, uh, you know, a, a cracking runner as well. So she's put a screenshot, or someone's put a screenshot. But the screenshot has the a little tab on it to hide the top three. <laughs> so what what we can say is is the winner ran it in one sixteen fifty five, but we can't say who it is. Second place was one twenty one twenty. We can't say who that is. M forty though. M forty and third place was an M forty five who ran one twenty one thirty two. I I did we notice so uh, there's an M sixty five who was uh, three Ooh, fifth place. Holy moly. What are they? What are they feeding the Shetlanders up and up there? That's crazy. One twenty-five forty-two for the sixty-five-year-old. Jesus. But we got anyway. So, friend, listen. Uh, one of the listeners of the show, Graham Moore, got in touch, and he's described. He ran it, and he has described it as um, a challenging course with some big climbs in the second half, with a monster downhill before the end. Great organisation from Shetland Amateur Athletics Club. So, shout out to the Shetlanders. He's also sent a picture of the winner. So, do you recognise this fella? Because do you, and if you do, you'll be able to tell me who who won it. I do recognise his face. That hat he's got. I mean, he's got. He's wearing a hat. He's definitely a Shetlander. What's he doing with speed crosses on? Was that? Well, a that, was was the, that, the, that, that was the <laughs> thing. The comment saying the winner wearing a pair of salmon speed crosses. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, right? That's I love funny. it at a road, a road of road race where someone rocks up with like a pair of heavy duty trail shoes, as if they're. It's just a. Sometimes we're like, all oh, right, we get it. You're a trail runner. It's it's just almost like another... he's making a statement. You know, you you go to a golf match and you wear your running stuff because you, you're a runner. You you're. A, he, he's like, I'm a road runner. I'm a hill runner. I'm gonna wear my speed crosses. Maybe there, maybe it was maybe there was some trail in it, but. That's yeah, a, I mean, I must say, I mean, I wouldn't want to wear a pair of speed crosses in a road race. No. But, you know, he's a Shetlander, so each to their own, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, I, I'm really I'm really annoyed that we can't see who, who... Oh, in fact, do you know who we... Do you know who the race is? The winner was Steve Dye. Steve Day. Okay. Steve Good. Day. So, Steve Day, c- congratulations. I hope you... You, you listen to this and you spread the, the good vibes about tartan running shorts and, uh, you know, in, in, get in touch with us and let us know why you wear your speed crosses in a road race. So we're, we're awful interested to know. So just just before we move on from that, so the female winner was Alison Matthews and the second place female, Fiona Shearer, third place, Susan Linklater. Well done. Well done. Fantastic. Okay, right. So are we are we finished then? We're going to finish. There's a few other races, uh, but there's uh, we've given preference to those who have been in touch, quite rightly. Yeah. Also, if you're interested, keep an eye out. There was the Glenrothes 10K. There was also Port Glasgow 10K, Kirk and Tillich 10K, Clyde Bank 10K, Men's 10K. So, huge amount of races last weekend. All 10Ks, ex- pretty much, except the Ultra and the Simmer Dim Half. It, it looks like it. So, the, you know, the, the, the great news is, folks, is if you do look for these results, they are online. Uh, you can look via the Scottish Athletics website, results page, or the Scottish Running Guide. They also have the results for some of them. And then a lot of them will provide the link to the race website and you'll be able to find them there. So there you go. Cool. So news. What? We're, we're on, news. We're on the news. News, not news. 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 Uh, so 
I guess the first bit of news is quite interesting from a distance running perspective, which is obviously what we like to focus on. Steph Twell was in action over the weekend. She ran 75-57 at the Czech Republic. The, let me pronounce this right. Olomouk Half Marathon. She was second. That's not that quick for Steph, so I don't know. I, I think it may have not been such a quick day. Um, so, yeah, well done, well done, Steph. We've also seen some track times as well. We did. We, Josh Kerr was running. He got a PB, a uh, cracking PB he got. Uh, he also broke Steve Cram's under British under three British record as well. Uh, so, wow, amazing. So that was ran in 3.33, uh, which is fantastic, which are well up there. Uh, Neil Gurley was also running and uh, got a 3.35, so a massive PB for him. Uh, which means that they have qualified for the world. Well, they've got the qualifying time for the world championships. However, I think there's three in the race who are all Brits who qualified. So it's going to be pretty tough. I don't know how many they can take, but I mean, you know, you, you've not even dis. We 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 haven't even in, included the likes of uh, your man uh, Whiteman, Jake Whiteman, and uh, Chris O'Hare. So. Course, we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. And Eilish uh, McCoggan was also running, got a PB, four minutes flat as well, uh, which means her time, all her PBs are faster than her her, uh, her mum's now, I believe. Other than the, the marathon, I think. I could be wrong, but correct me okay. if I am. But uh, yeah, there you go. And then a couple other results we had. Uh, we had uh, Lindsay Sharp had a good run, uh, came back from a season's best to two minutes flat. Guy Learmoth was also running the men's 800 in Morocco. He came in ninth with a 147. So, yeah, some, some top results in the, the track track events for the, the Scots. Excellent. So, yeah, and then one other one I'll mention was so Robbie Simpson was also running in the, at the weekend. I don't know the name of this hill, the race he was doing. So Do you I've know got the was? name. I've got the name and the results. So it was the Noel. Let me. This is going to be a difficult one for me to pronounce. It was the Nerevu Mollison, which is near Gruyere, and the overall results. Uh, if I get this up, oof, it's one of these bloody races with all sorts of. Uh, well, what I do know is I do know the winner of it, and it was uh, a guy, a, a Salomon guy called Remy Bonnet, who is he, he, he's just an absolute uh, weapon when it comes to uphill running, uh, these vertical kilometer races and things. Um, so, so he, I think he was about a minute, minute ahead, maybe. So, of, no, of so I think it was close enough. So it was a guy called a Colombian called Pado Sol Antonio was fifty eight forty six. Second place was your right, your man, Swiss man Remy Bonnet in 59.46. Third place, Robbie Simpson of Nike Trail Team, one hour and 43 seconds. Well, there you uh, go. And, just, and, and going a bit further back in fifth with Jacob Adkin, who was one hour 52, so only one hour and 52 seconds, I should say, so only like 11 seconds back from Robbie. So good to see. Good to see Jacob getting in the mix out there as well. well that's a top. That's a top field of runners. Uh, looking at the results, I did look, wave through them a wee bit, and uh, wow, fantastic athletes in that that field. And uh, that's that sets both Robbie and Jacob up for the 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 European Uphill Mountain Running Championships. So they hopefully take a lot of confidence from that race, and, um, and and I'm sure that's one of the reasons they performed the you know went to to take part in that race. So. Well done to Jacob and, and Robbie. Good result. 
Right, so moving on from results and news, we're on to rant. So we have a rant, and we have it from Mr. Rustler himself, <laughs> Cameron Rustler. Strachan. <laughs> oh, no, where did he even get this? Is this a so verbal he, rant, was it? This, it was, it's been, this is a rant that Cameron's passed to me verbally over many runs, our, and I say to me, our group over many runs since London mainly, and also... Uh, he then put it in a WhatsApp message because I hadn't used it yet on the show. <laughs> so Cameron's rant is, and I is essentially people who sandbag marathon targets, and the examples are folk who go into a marathon and they're saying, "I'm hoping to break three hours. That's my goal. I'm all a goal. Break three hours." Then next thing you know, Strava pops up, two fifty five. Wheels came off at twenty miles. Hung on for two fifty five. So a sandbag time, still so a, a a self-described blow up, still five minutes under target. So that was and, and you can you can there's no hiding we know there's no hiding in a marathon, especially a big one. The first my the first five k split tells everyone everything they need, they need to know. <laughs> and I I all right well before I jump in, what do you reckon to this? Because it's obviously a but what 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 sandbagging mean like what what's the definition of of sandbagging? Sandbagging is someone who who uh, I know what I mean, you know, in a dirty sense. But what's it mean in a non-dirty sense? You're thinking about teabagging. Oh, I'm thinking. <laughs> 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 I'm not. I'm, sandbagging in a in a in a running sense is someone who so someone who says I'm going to oh I'm shooting for three hours runs two forty five that's a sandbag. Ah, so we, right. Okay, so you so basically what you're doing is you're you're shooting yourself at a more than it's realistic easy target, easy targets, and, uh, and 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 then complaining that you 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 break your goal, but you're still gonna go faster. Exactly. So we we've had we have a, a handicaps race in the no in the I'm, summer, you know, I'm gonna start sandbagging. I'm gonna start sandbagging there. Uh, you know, I wanted to get a, a top three at uh, Salzburg. I wish I just said I was going to get a top ten or something, you know. And but that, so that that would be a sandbag. So that would be a sandbag. But you know what? So this is my annoyance. So I completely agree with Cameron for what it's worth. What what I find really it's an I I roll my eyes at it is this sandbagging. I don't know what it is. Is it for because people are so? Is it and this maybe people are afraid to put themselves out there, afraid to fail, and so there's a fear of if I say I'm going to shoot for I don't know I'm going to shoot to break two thirty, but actually if I fail to do that. Everyone will judge me, so I'll just say I'm going to run two, try and break 240, and actually I'm going to cruise away with a 229 and be an absolute hero. Or if I fail and I run 235, I'm still a hero. Now that level of sandbagging is fine, but what I don't like is when someone says their target is a certain time and their wheels come off in a marathon. And I've seen people use that the words "my wheels came, the wheels came off at 20 miles, still came in five minutes under target." The target was shite. Firstly, if that's the case. Wheels come if your wheels come off, you know better than me. When the wheels are off, they're off. They're off. The ships run the, or yeah. the ships run aground. Yeah. Well, what? Right. Well, the people who sandbag, right, if you'd set yourself easy targets, right, and you and the reason for that is if you're afraid to fail. Believe me, folks, the best the the, the best runners and the top athletes and the people who 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 do well and achieve. All these top goals, and you get a PB regardless of your top or top level or whatever level you're at. You've got to fail in races, folks. You have to, because if you don't fail, you're never going to know what your limit is. Like, all right, you can't just fail in training. You've got to fail in races. Like, 
Look at me at the hard moors, 80 miler. I know I keep rambling on about this, but if I didn't fail at that race, I would think when I go into the UTMB, I'm going to be absolutely fine to do a 100 miler. I'm going to, you know, I learned so much from that failure. And so I don't, I don't treat that as a failure. I treat that as a, as a, as a, as a, as a training, you know, or not as lessons of, of running and, 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 uh, in, in takeaways so that I'm going to better myself as an athlete and improving my PBs and, and get podiums and things. Um, so, so yeah, set yourself a fairly reasonable, realistic target, you know, and realistic means realistic in terms of the sense that what you're capable of doing, what you think you're capable of doing. And, and you know, the people who sandbag, you think you're going to get a 255 and your wheels come off, just say you're going to go for a 255. But Exactly. And you, and if you run it, your wheels didn't come off. You went out too quick. You know, in terms of one man who's got some fantastic quotes about that and, you know, success and failure is Nelson Mandela. And one of his that I love is, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Oh, look at that, eh? Look and at like that. that. He, and that is a, something you take. You should take into races. You never fail in a race. You either succeed or you learn. That's oh. that's the that's the TRS twist on on Big Nelson, Big Nelly Big, Mandela. Big Nelly Mandela. I love it. I love it. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna are we gonna round off with uh with, with one last um failure quote and and, and we'll uh, we'll round the round the TRS up. Uh, we can do. I mean, we, I actually think that that could be quite a cool thing for us to to use. One of my favourite quotes is Churchill: "Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts." Oh, look at that! Eh? Look at that! On that note, folks, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. I love it. <laughs> Uh, well, if you if you would like, so I think that really rounds it up. So if you would like to get in touch with us, email tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com. If you've got any quotes you want to share with us, please bring them in. I'd love I, to hear some runners' quotes from across Scotland. I think that'd be amazing. And if you've got your own runners' quotes, uh, funny, sad, uh, you know, inspirational, give us them. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll share them. We'd love to know what they are. You know. Uh, exactly. That's so I've, cool. I've I've got one last one then, folks. So if you want, before I say this quote, folks, if you do want to find out what results and well races there there is uh, in the calendar, I've got no idea, folks. To be honest, uh, the only one I know is, is the West Hill 10K, and uh, Cami Strachan is going to try and beat, beat, get my record, but um, try, try, tries the tries the, the the key word there. <laughs> I think. I think uh, uh, the question is by how much by how much yeah how many how many minutes can he break it by well, well time will tell eh? yeah uh, so the I do actually do have a few races that I'm going to quickly tell you we did speak about the Brian Goodwin 10k uh, we've we've had oh Lossy Mouth Trail running wins Friday the 21st folks this might be an interesting one for you Lossy Mouth Trail running windswept brewery tasting Never heard of that one, but uh, all you nice. Northerners up there, it's in Lost. It's at Lossy Mouth, obviously it is, because I just told you that. Hill Affair Cosmic Summer Series in Bankery uh, on Thursday and Saturday we have the oh we've got the, also the West Highland Ways on this weekend, so get the tracking out for that. Uh, we've got James Stewart who's uh, he's going to be running, so it'll be interested to see how he gets on. And uh, I'm not sure who else is running to be honest, but 
Ian Beatty's the race organizer, so yeah, good good luck with that with that, Ian, and uh, hopefully everything goes well. Pardon me, the weather is good too. Um, we also have the Rob Roy Challenge, whatever that is, Loch Lomond 10k, Glamis Castle 10k, the Stickle 10k, Buck, Buckland Burnup, whatever the hell that is, Eagle Crag Hill Race in Fort William, the Elden, the Elden Three Hill Race, I think I did that one, uh, the Drumtochty Games Race, the Gibside Marathon, there you go, it's a marathon, that's in Gates Head though. Portobello Beach Run, we've got the West Hill 10K, as mentioned that, pretty muddy. That's, uh, I'm not going to speak of that, it looks like an obstacle course. But Port Soy 10, what, 10K, is it? The Eiffel Challenge, Kittymere 5K, lots of races this weekend, folks. So, yeah, have a wee look at the calendars and get yourself signed up with the spaces. So, on that also, note, folks. Yeah, so on the West Highland Way, right? Yeah. Do we? Who do we know running that? I, I don't uh, James Stewart. Well, James James Will, Stewart's, Will Stewart. Will Stewart. Will Stewart doing it as well. James Stewart's doing it. Uh, Will Stewart's doing it. I think. Uh, I think he is. I'm, I'm, do you know? I haven't really been following the the lineup, but um, but Ian, if you've got an idea, I'm sure you'll be putting a race preview. Feel feel free to to pass it over to us, and we'll share it, and and people can have a wee a wee look at the you know who's doing who's who, and uh, also where the tracking is too. It'd be good to. So, so it starts this Saturday night. So we'll talk about it next uh, next week the race results. We will. So on that note, then one quote for you all: I have That's not right. failed. I have just found ten thousand ways that won't work. Thomas Edison. There you go. <laughs> Inspirational, mate. That was on the delivery. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right. Great. Right. Well, we'll speak to you next week then.